Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. 15,000 roaring Knicks fans at the Garden on Sunday night. We'll see how many show up at Barclays for that game as well. <laughs> Why take a job? I'm, I'm messing with you. You love it. <laughs> Just having fun with it. But New York City, though, regardless of the team, is alive for NBA basketball and playoff basketball, and that is a good thing. There's no doubt about it. Adam Silver, of course, has to be enjoying this. The big market's all lit up. The NBA commissioner will join us in 15 minutes. But let's just quickly on the the Knicks and the Hawks series. And it's a pretty evenly matched series. There's no doubt about it. And as I mentioned, the Knicks were able to get nearly 90% capacity for the Garden, which well, is a big deal. It's been out. a long time. A few people going to sneak in. We'll see. But it's just still pretty amazing. They sell it out that quickly. It shows you how much people are excited about this team. But what do you think of, of what Hawks coach Nate McMillan said about the Knicks being in the postseason and him saying how, A, what players have said, LeBron said this, Chris Paul said this, it's good for the league, but he might have taken it too far. Take a listen. The league wants this. They need this. You know, a New York, you know, this is a big market, and it's a big market uh, for the league, and uh, New York has been out of the playoffs for a number of years, and, uh, you know, this is the team that our league, you know, they want to see. You know, there's a huge fan base. They want to see New York in the playoffs. You know, they want to see the Lakers in the playoffs. You know, teams like that, uh, Boston Celtics, they want to see these teams in the playoffs. And I and I and I put New York in that category uh, that the league wants to see it. Everybody wants to see this. The league wants to see this. Well, the league fined him twenty five thousand dollars for saying it because it suggests bias to a team. But if the league had wanted to see this, Key, why'd they wait so long? Yeah, but why, well, I don't understand why they would fine him for that. All he's saying is the league wants to see a New York team and a New York market with both teams in the play. It didn't say that the referees was getting ready to – Well, but they, the, the league felt like take... it was asserting that there was bias towards a team, meaning we want it to see. see. It I mean, it I guess you can't say that. It would insinuate yeah. that. But we all know – We know what he's saying. But we all know that it's better for the leagues to have the big market teams along with other teams in the playoffs. Yeah. What, it, uh, why would we want a drought in New York in the postseason if we could have them in? Why would we not want to see them? Well, it was the same way we had the conversation with the Lakers, right? When the Lakers are going through those down years, you're like, man, it helps when you have the yes. Lakers in the playoffs. Well, we only it's, went down for a couple years, but don't I know. You know. It's not, I'm not comparing. Like, I'm just, you, you Same as the Knicks, basically. Right? Right? <laughs> it just sounds different. I mean, Naaman Millen was speaking nothing but the facts to yes, me. Yes, that's why I mean, I'm like, man. Choice of words, probably right. Yeah, I, wants, can't just, meaning yes. there's, a, there's an ambition to it. This is great for it. the NBA that New York is in the playoffs. This is good for the league. They, you know, well, let me ask you this yeah, question, though. Yeah. This helps the league tremendously. Will they have fined Glenn Rivers if he said the same thing? Well, again, he's a coach. So See, I, just, I think that I think again, if you're playing a team in a series, you could look at this and think he's he's trying to put a message to the officials, like, oh, we already know we're going up against it because the league wants the Knicks to win. See, I don't like that. You might not be, but others like others would suggest that's why they just wanted to squelch that kind of talk, and which is why he was fine. But I mean, I think a lot of people would agree. This is I'm trying to remember the last time all four of the two major markets were in the playoffs at the same time. All four well, at the same time. The Lakers time. made a lot of playoffs. The, the I mean, Clippers. 2012? Clippers was, like, clunky for a while. It would probably have been the Nets 
when they were making that run with Kid now in the Knicks, maybe. Yeah, so I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out. Well, the Knicks, when I'm you have both markets, they're, that run. they're the biggest markets. The Lakers and Knicks have the biggest fan bases. They have, you know, they're two of the richest franchises in the league as well, right? They have yep. far-reaching fan base all across all around the world, and so to have them in the postseason is just good for business. Uh, absolutely, it is. And maybe that's what I think. That's what Nate was trying to say, but he was fine for it anyway. I wonder I mean, if he can appeal it <laughs> to really explain himself so they don't take his money. I have a question for you about the game, actually. Yeah. Do the Knicks have enough offense to keep up with the Hawks? No. No. They're gonna, it's going to have to be a defensive battle, and they have to be able to stop the pick and roll. That's going to be the hardest thing. But Tom, uh, Tom Thibodeau, who is a finalist for Coach of the Year, you would expect will have a game plan. But don't overlook what McMillan has done with the Hawks. They are 27-11 mm-hmm. and 11 since he took over as head coach. It's an incredible story to actually get no praise nationally. It's amazing. The fact that he took over that team. And well, how about also better. how the Pacers doing since they fired him? Exactly. For I no mean, reason. You're talking about, you know, their head coach, Nate Bjergen. I always kind of butcher that name. Uh, but, yep. like, you know, you wonder if he'll be on his way out, what his situation is going to be there in Indy. Well, right. Now they got their doors they blown got, off yeah. last night. They looked terrible and in Nate that game. Nate McMillan didn't even want the Hawks job. You know that, right? No, he, yeah. He, he didn't even. He, 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 he well, was, it was a weird. No, he didn't want it. Like, when they got rid of the other guy, he didn't. They had to talk him into taking it permanently. He didn't even. He was kind of like. He wanted some security is what he wanted. You know, he wanted some well, assurances I mean, yes. there. Whatever you want Like, I don't want to be an interim coach. Yeah. I'm either going to be the coach or not. Yeah. I'm not just a fill-in. And once they gave him that job. He grabbed that locker room, took control of a, of a young, talented team. And, again, 27-11, that's a hell of a run. And they've been on that, and they're going to see now if they can – they won their division, can they get out of the first round? They're playing what's going to be a very evenly matched, good series, and it starts on Sunday. So we have coming up Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA. There's a lot to get into with Adam Silver. There's no doubt about it. Again, the play-in tournament and how well it's gone this week – and everything beyond that as well for the NBA as all sports is trying to get out of the pandemic and the business back to normal. How close do we get to that during these playoffs? We'll talk to the commissioner coming up next, and that is after Key has this from Hulu. Still pounding on that remote control night after night, Hulu has all the shows and movies you love. And before you ask... Do they have the Handmaid's Tales, Grey's Anatomy, or Sports Center? The answer is yes, whether you're into live sports, news, or award winning originals and premium channels. It's time to have Hulu. Hulu plans to start at $5.99 for thousands of shows, movies, and Hulu originals. And you can add other premium channels in live TV. And it's all up to you. You go get that app. So now you know you can download millions of things. Keep the drama on your TV, and keep streaming. Simple. Time to have Hulu. Restrictions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I want to be a champion. It ain't nothing. I want more. It's a new season for us. That's the mentality we all want to have. You know what I'm here for. We have to be ready. We're not going to overcomplicate it. That's the NBA playoff basketball is here. The best time of year, no doubt about that. And best time to talk to NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Adam, good morning. And and before we get into all things league, I just want to ask you something. A conversation that we were just having on the show a few minutes ago about Nate McMillan's comments regarding yeah, the league would, wants to have big markets involved in the postseason, the Knicks being one of them. Why was Nate fined for that kind of a comment? Well, good morning. Um, Nate's a veteran coach. I mean, he knows better. I mean, he he's trying to inspire his team to suggest that the league somehow would prefer some teams over others, and it's just not the case. And he knows it, and he's got a young team, and he just wants to get them going. Fair enough. <laughs> we were all trying to come up with different reasons why he would say that, and I thought one of them would be, Motivation, no doubt about it. Now, motivation to get more teams involved certainly was behind the play-in tournament idea. And if you look at the ratings already, and you still have one more game to go tonight, it has been a great success. I mean, obviously, LeBron and Steph Curry, a huge ratings game that was the other night. If you could give a grade so far to the play-in tournament, what would you give it? I'm going to wait only because I I know there's there's people on both sides of it. And, and no doubt, I mean, that that uh, Warriors-Lakers game got a, you know, a, an incredible rating. I, I just say, looking at the broader context, with only, I think, two weeks left in the season, we still had 24 teams in contention. So beyond the individual ratings, you know, and some games have been really good and some haven't been as close, but putting aside those games and adding those games to our schedule and the amount of interest in them where I think the play-in tournament really had an impact was causing teams who, frankly, might otherwise have thrown in the towel some number of weeks back to fight for those last playoff spots. And I think that 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 goes to those 24 teams that were still competing only two weeks ago. And I think that's where we've had the biggest impact. And when we look back and do the postmortem on how successful it was, we won't just be looking at the individual ratings for these games, and they've been very good, but the, the greater impact on our ratings for example, throughout the month month of April. And that's really where it's had its biggest impact. Adam J. Williams here. How you doing, man? Hey, Jay. Good. Good. I, You know, I, from a fan perspective and from a guy covering the league for a while, I, I loved it. 
because there's typically sometimes I lose interest towards the latter part of the year as I just want to get excited for the playoffs. As you properly elaborated, there was so much intrigue around it. Is there a long-term commitment to the play-in tournament? Is that part of your, your schedule moving forward with the league? I haven't made any secret about the fact I want it to be. Um, I, I have two constituencies out there I need to convince of that. One is the 30 teams. Um, and I think for the most part, um, they've, they've supported it. Again, I understand the sentiment. If I were a team um, with the seven seed, you know, in particular, the notion after a long season, you could potentially get, you know, play out of the, out of the playoffs. I, I understand those feelings. And I think at the same time, the teams recognize that, as, as you said, Jay, the amount of additional interest we created over the last month of the season, plus those playing games, make it worth it. And, of course, the other constituency is the players. And, for example, one player said to me yesterday, um, who's, who's on the executive committee of the union, that he really likes the play-in tournament, but he felt it could, could potentially be a bit unfair. For example, if you were the seventh seed and you were a significant number of games ahead of the eighth seed, the notion that you can somehow lose two games and be out of the playoffs seems unfair. On the other hand, of course, same thing could happen to you in a playoff series. You know, two quick losses obviously could, you know, no matter where your seating was going into the playoffs, that's the nature of the playoffs. College obviously plays, you know, a, a you know, winner go home, you know, format. So, I, I, you know, we're I'm not saying we won't tinker with it, but I hope it's here to stay. And, and I'd say the broader context when you, you know, look at fan behavior, media trends these days is you have to earn your viewers every day. And and it's so you can't really make comparisons to the past. And I, I'm often pointing that out to the teams and the players. We have to look at the, the media landscape we find ourselves in today. And that means that there's enormous competition um, from whether it's other programs on television, whether it's enormous amount of programming on the Internet, all kinds of other things that people can do with their time, limit virtually unlimited numbers of alternatives. Uh, to watching NBA games. And I, I think we have the best product in the world. I mean, just that that Laker-Warriors game the other night, I wish it weren't on so late in the East, mm. you know, for all of us who stayed up late, but it was worth it. And it was spectacular. And and I, I think when people see that programming, even just casual fans, they realize that how, how frankly, incredible these athletes are and this competition is. But, but sort of it's on the league working with the players to ensure that we have a format that that keeps everyone interested, especially over a long season. But, you know, last thing I'll add, what's interesting, is, as you guys know, and you had talked about it in the past, there, there over the past few years, pre-pandemic, there's been a lot of reference to our long regular season and, of course, the issues around player resting, and we've tried to address that as well. We moved to a 72-game season this year because of the pandemic and somewhat condensed so we had 10 fewer regular season games. I hardly heard a, a mention about it. Huh. You know, it was sort of, we just went to 72 games. And, you know, and, and, and I think that the way we dealt best with the, the resting, although we have some rules around it now, was the motivation for teams mm -hmm. to care about being in the playoffs and their actual playing position. That incentive is what made the biggest difference, I think, not the reduction of the 10 games. Adam, considering all the competition around for visibility for the league and considering the fact that the NBA Finals will end mid-July, 
will there be a regular start season to next season in October? Because personally, I love the start on Christmas Day. I mean, I just it, it, it brings such a different kind of aura to the game and obviously not competing with football. What do you think you're leaning towards looking more for next season? We're looking towards getting back on our regular schedule. The problem is, of course, it won't be as short an offseason as there was coming into this season where we finished in mid-October and then started again in Christmas. Um, typically, as you guys know, we'd be done by the end of June, and our finals this year will be done. I think if we had seven games, it would be July 22nd. But our, our, we're going to have to do a shorter offseason, a bit of a shorter offseason, if we're going to get back on schedule, because if we start late and then go late again, obviously, into next summer, this will just continue. And, and we think, in terms of fan interest, what, what our television partners are telling us is that we're better off completing our finals by the end of June. In order to complete our finals by the end of June, at least to stay with the format we currently have, we need to start in mid-October. To your point, Jay, about starting at Christmas, and that goes to my point about the 72 games versus 82 games. We've looked at other lengths of the regular season. We'll, we will continue to do so. I'm, I'm, you know, at least based on the evidence from this season, I don't think that's a strong argument to go to fewer regular season games. And look, it's 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 not a secret. It obviously as a business, um, that's a reduction in revenue. I think the benefit of reducing the number of games, one, it would be go go to player health and we'll see whether, you know, you know, a lot of science around that in terms of amount of rest and number of minutes and how impactful that is. And then the other issue is if you have fewer games. Does it make each game that much more valuable? You know, on the other end of the spectrum, of course, is, you know, the NFL, where, you know, each game has so much value that, if, you know, if you're a fan, you know, you're, you're not going to take a game off, at, you know, in as, a, as a viewer or, or as a, attending a game. So, so those are all things we're continuing to look at. But at least now our plan is to, to start again, you know, roughly, you know, give or take a week, mid to late October of, of this year. Commissioner, you have – now both teams in L.A. as well as in New York in the playoffs, along with Boston, Philadelphia, Miami, and Dallas. How great is this from, for, from a league standpoint to have these big market teams all in the playoffs at once? I can't remember having this type of uh, situation since I've been watching the NBA. It's great to have so many competitive teams. I'll, I'll only say on behalf of some of the smaller markets and and look at the Milwaukee Bucks, for example, with Giannis. He obviously decided to re-up his contract and stay there. there. There's truly not just a national market for NBA basketball these days, but a global market. And while it's great to have a collective bargaining system, you know, where every team is in a position to compete and and sure, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's great to see all this interest around these big market teams I, I, where where I cringe a bit is when I hear people say somehow the league needs it to be successful. I mean, certainly the the NFL doesn't need their big markets to be to be to be good to be successful. I think we're we're not the NFL, but on the other hand, I think increasingly we have more and more national teams. I mean, these players, regardless of where they get drafted, because the interest from from all the various ESPN shows and and and, and websites you know, and, and the game telecast themselves because of enormous interest in social media and digital media. The fact you can get these games on your phone now, you know, means that guys can draw tremendous national and global interest regardless of where they play. And so, I'm, I'm you know, I, 
my our goal, of course, is always to have a competitive 30-team league. So it, 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 it's more to me happenstance that you see all these big markets competing this year. Obviously, you know, it's it, as a New Yorker, it's fun for me to see the Knicks and Nets competing here in town. Obviously, it's, it's what people like to talk about, that they're hometown teams. But but again, I you know I'm most focused on having a, a competitive league, and 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 we're we're seeing really positive signs that you're, there are opportunities regardless of where those teams are located. Most important thing, right, is is the health of of all the franchises, no matter what the markets are. There's no doubt about it. And also, obviously, the health of the league and what you guys, Adam, you know, and all other sports leagues as well, and all businesses and society, getting through a pandemic, finishing a season. Uh, you not having to stop much at all uh, throughout this season, despite some of the positives that you had with some of these teams. And now we're starting to see, I mean, in Phoenix, you know, even before the season ended, you had some big crowds in Phoenix for the Suns. The Garden is going to have on Sunday 15,000 people uh, for the Knicks-Hawks game one. So as we start to see crowds and people coming back uh, into the buildings, by the time we get to an NBA Finals, do you think we could be at full capacity? Alan, potentially, yes. I mean, what, what's been so interesting is how quickly things have changed and, and, and whether from 14 months ago, roughly, when we shut down to a CDC change in a mask rule next last week, followed here in New York by Governor Cuomo, then changing the rules around arena attendance, that we went from you know roughly 10 to 20 percent capacity at Madison Square Garden only a week ago, to your point, to 15,000 people projected to be in attendance on Sunday. And so if we're seeing that in New York, and New York's been a fairly restrictive state when, when you compare states to, state, states, to states, uh, you know, across the country, um, I think it's very possible that come July, when our finals will be, that we could see essentially full buildings. I mean, I, my, my sense is through the remainder of the season, to me that there of course there's the health and safety of the players the health health and safety of the fans we we don't have mandatory vaccinations among our players that would be only could happen if it was something the players association agreed to but even though it's not mandatory we've had great success i mean for example the general public i think is up to roughly 60 percent of people have had at least one shot we're close to 80 percent with our players and part of that has been clearly incentives to get vaccinated, and those incentives are obviously your ability to stay on the court and be healthy, but also additional protocols that allow, beginning you know two months or so ago, when players began to get vaccinated, the ability to you know go out on the road and go to restaurants, etc., and and things like that. So I don't think we're going to be complete capacity by July because I think given that we're still going to have players who are who are unvaccinated, I think we need to do everything we can to protect them. Uh, for the remainder of this season, um, not just, of course, for their health, but also that would have a huge impact on the competition for some of those players who are unvaccinated if they were to test positive. But but so with the exception of, you know, in, you know, the area directly around the court where we're still going to be fairly conservative to the end of the season, just as we're seeing in New York now, 15,000 people from where we were is quite amazing. Again, especially that if we were doing this show only a week ago, I wouldn't have been as optimistic, but you know we're following the CDC guidelines. We're following state by state guidelines, and I think the great news now, sort of the broader statement, is that what what the federal government is saying and our public health officials are saying is that these vaccines are highly effective, and it means that fans 
And, and that's really essentially what's happening in New York. The reason the Knicks can have so many fans is that most of the arena will be filled in sections that are reserved for people who've been vaccinated. And, and what we're hearing from these health officials is that if you're vaccinated, again, it's, it's, it's not perfect. There's always a little bit of risk that we're going to continue to live with, but that you can go in, take, you know, and enjoy yourself at a game. And, and that's what's enabling us quickly to start filling our buildings again. Adam, Tuesday marks the one year um, since George Floyd, the death of George Floyd. Uh, the league has been at the forefront in the fight against social injustice. What, what is a long-term plan for the league to continue to fight and the fact that you guys have received a little bit of criticism because of you guys standing up for that fight? Well, on the, on the latter point, Jay, I, you know, I, I accept that there's going to be criticism um, and, I, and I respect people's point of view on these issues. And I, and I hope ultimately that people can respect ours as well, you know, whether it's the league or individual players who speak out on these issues. One of the things that we did coming out of the bubble um, last summer was to create a, a coalition with our players. It's called the National Basketball Social Justice Coalition at, with, with the goal to focus very specifically on these issues. For example, there's, you know, a, a George Floyd um, act right now before Congress dealing um, with, you know, police conduct and, and criminal justice. That's something that the league and the players are studying together as to where we can make a me meaningful contribution to improving issues in our communities. We also created an MBA foundation for the first time. And, you know, it, it additionally, uh, it, initially um, funded with $300 million from the NBA teams, um, which is, you know, targeted at supporting, you know, black communities and, and, and economic growth in particular. So, you know, there, there's what, what we tried to do was was take that that moment and, of course, a large movement around it and the protest and turn it into concrete action, you know, that that over time would have a, a real impact. And, you know, I've said this before, that when you look at our league with um, some of the best known black players, you know, and, and it's really men and women when you include the WNBA, um, but some of the best known black people in the world um, that plus a group of um, team owners who have enormous resources, you know, my view is together and and maybe this sounds naive in this day and age, but even potentially with a bipartisan or even nonpartisan approach hmm. that we can together focus on these very substantive issues and truly have an impact. And so that's what we're focused on right now. Adam, I feel like, you know, everything that's going on with the NBA, your stance on a lot of things in your leadership, you set the standard for for commissioners, for sports commissioners right now at least in North America, so we appreciate you for that. I, I love your phrase. you got to earn your viewers every day. You don't take anything for granted, and that's exactly, uh, of course, uh, the right attitude to have. And I'll give you an A, by the way, for the play-in tournament if you don't want to give a grade <laughs> yet because it has been, at least as you mentioned, setting up to the very last day of the season, something that's been compelling. It keeps two-thirds of your lead, league active for at least another week. And that is certainly something that we all can applaud. So thank you so much for the time uh, joining us this morning. And we'll all look forward to the playoffs. Adam, Hope a 6.5 on the Warriors-Lakers game is not a bad TV rating, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people at midnight. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, Adam. Adam Silver, NBA commissioner on the Goodyear Hotline. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. So, guys, let's – Let's just discuss some of the things that 
the commissioner said, one of them being, which caught my attention right away, is he made it pretty clear they're going back to the normal schedule. Yeah. October. I, I thought that was, that was very interesting because now as a player, you're looking at the scenario saying we've had, well, depending upon which player you are, right? because some players who weren't in the playoffs last year had an extended period of time even though they, there was another they bubble. Have, yeah, they had more than 71 days. Exactly. Uh, a lot more than 71 yeah. days. Yeah, there were, there were teams. For certain, for certain players, like LeBron, who's going to be turning 37, who if he does go deep into these playoffs, let's say they do get to the Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals, yep. that will be back-to-back seasons of short off-seasons. By one month, but, though. But the NBA, the NBA Finals. Game 7 will be. Ask you when, how, how long yeah. from the end to the start? I'll explain. So, He's, he was correct. The commissioner said it. July 22nd would be game seven if there's a game seven. Okay. Normally, it's about June 22nd mm-hmm. when a game seven would so be. It's normally month. around then because the, usually the, uh, the, the NBA draft is in that last week of June, like 25th yes. or so. So everything just slides up one month. If you start the season like they normally do around Halloween, but you have a, you know, obviously your training camp would be at the beginning of October, you're talking about a difference of a month. Between, beside, uh, aside from what you had this year, which was your finals was in October. Well, that's what and your I'm saying. training camp started around Thanksgiving. It's the cumulative effect of it. That's what I'm saying. The cumulative effect of season ending in October, having a championship game, training camp starting in November, yeah. December on Christmas Day, the season kicking off again into like, yes, you will have August, September, October, but that's still a short, condensed offseason. For con- only two teams, though. For fair. really only two teams. That's fair. You know but, what I mean? I mean yeah. And, and but, he didn't say that that was definitively going to do that, right? It's no, but he was leaning. More leaning And that would tell it. you – that would suggest that the owners have already kind of made that clear. Let's yes. get back. Because there was – I mean, Jay, you know this. There was a lot of talk about some owners. I believe the Atlanta Hawks were one team that felt like, you know, as you liked it, I like it too, Christmas being sort of that kickoff, tip off for the NBA season, sliding it up a bit and avoiding the, N- the uh, NFL regular season – and they thought maybe they'll do that, but they might not like might, – maybe not all the owners like that. They yeah, want to get well, it started Yeah, because I think I could, the owners would, would generate less revenue due to the fact that if you were to start at Christmas Day, it's fewer games, mm-hmm. right? And you have the local market deals. I mean, there's a lot to consider into, you know, it, it, as far as, you know, con- consolidating – if I can only get the word out, I need more Got coffee. You. Obviously, I told you I had a long night last night. <laughs> consolidating uh, the amount of games. So I, I get that from the league perspective. And, yes, it will only affect a certain amount of players. We just know who those players are, and those players typically are the best players they in drive the, game. the league. They drive the league. That's but what I think, I'm saying. I think starting at, I think though starting at Christmas time and not going up against the NFL in the meat of the season. See, that's why I love it. That's the better, you know, because when you get when you going up against the NFL, it's like if an NFL game is on versus an NBA it's game. It's only one day a week, though. Or, or from an economic standpoint, for a lot of families, you got a lot of stuff to pick and choose what you want to go do. And you got the baseball player. What's only one day series. a week? You know, the NFL. I mean, no, you, no it's not. I, I know it's three days. It's third. Yeah, I, yeah. I get I mean, it's it. it's turned it. into a lot more. When it comes to no, viewership, yeah, no, it is. But but families that want to go see, yeah, can't always pay to go see everything in one week. I completely agree. But it sounds like that's what the NBA is going to do. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So one player is looking to make it a personal three peat, yeah. and it's on a championship favorite once again. We'll tell you who that is after Jay has this from O'Reilly. Keeping your car clean is simple. Inexpensive maintenance that can help you keep your car looking like new. O'Reilly Auto Parts has a car wash and wax for painted surfaces, as well as interior care products like leather and vinyl, carpet, upholstery, and cleaners. Visit O'Reilly for Clean Car Month. 
and their professional parts people will make sure that you get the best detailing products for your vehicle. Shop your local store or online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get your energy going and, and everything when it's playoff time. You know, it's, that's that's when you want to put everything out there. I'm just saying, one way or another, they're going to be in the playoffs. The biggest piece now is continuity with that playing staring them in the face. Also, we get the more energy we're going to have. KJZ ESPN Radio, and we've got it. All right, so you've got the game tonight, Warriors, Grizzlies, to see who gets that last spot now remaining, the eighth seed in the West. And that game you can see on ESPN TV. You can hear it on ESPN Radio as well. And that team will play the Jazz. You go from there. But this weekend is really when it begins, and you've got all kinds of games all over the slate. And one team we don't really talk about a lot are the Philadelphia 76ers. And you think about what they've got ahead of them. I mean, again, they, they are. The, Bradley, Bill, and Russell Westbrook. I mean, they are the top seed. Yes, they are. But you are facing what is a, a – an like the Wizards are such a, a weird team because on one night they can look like incredible – especially with Russ and the way he plays and, and Beal when he's healthy, what he can do offensively, right? But, man, like, is that a series that you're watching with not great confidence that the top seed, the number one seed, can, you know, kind of have an easy stroll? This is not going to be an easy stroll for them, will, will it? Well, well, I'm confident that the 76ers are the top seed. There's no doubt about that. I mean, they've but proven that throughout a the course eight, of the year. You're, you're, it's a stroll. I'm more, I'm more confident to see what kind of intensity – that Philly brings on the defensive end, considering Bradley Bill is a little bit injured, uh, injured, right? Dealing with his own little injury. Russell. Hamstring. Yeah, hamstring. Mm-hmm. Westbrook is obviously Westbrook. Yeah. But, like, you know, what will be – will you allow Washington to think they have a chance early? Right? Like, you know how it is. Yep. If you're number one seed, if I come out, I go, wop, wop, wop. Okay, set the tone for the Take rest, the of, the, rest of, of the playoffs. Take the heart right out of it. But if you allow them to float around and Bradley starts going and – Russ gets going, and maybe they lose a game by one or two, but they're still there. That's scary. You don't want to play around with that psyche if you're the Philadelphia 76ers. You, you do not. You do not. But to me, is this a series that you're watching Embiid and saying, okay, you're an MVP guy? Show us. Yeah, because the last nobody time. nobody in that series that should stop you. I mean, Robin Lopez? Of, think about it, The last time we saw an MVP in this situation is Giannis. Big, kind of everybody says, okay, you're the guy. 
Now, Embiid didn't, hadn't won the MVP yet, but he's in that conversation. And so can he finish the deal? Can he stay healthy? Can mm-hmm. he finish the deal? Can he get past Washington? Can they slow down, like Jay Will is saying, a healthy uh, Bradley Bill? Can he somehow clog up the, 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 the middle when Westbrook tries to go to the cup and do those sort of things? And Will you he also be know aggressively doing that? Doc Rivers, as a coach, always has a defense ready for you. There's no yes, doubt about that. And, and if, you're, if you're Philly, you're looking at this thing saying, okay, this is perfectly set up for us to get to the world championship, right? Like, obviously, I'm not discounting Washington or the winner of Atlanta or the Knicks. Or at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, let's ask somebody from the Sixers. Danny Green, friend of the show, joins us right now, Sixers guard. And, uh, Danny, let's begin there because we spend so much time in the East talking about the Nets, and a lot of people believe they're a championship, uh, the, the top championship contender, Last I checked, you guys are the top seed, though. How do you guys feel about that in your locker room when you're hearing so much talk about the Nets and not much about you? How you guys doing, man? I appreciate you guys having me on, on. man. Um, but, yeah, I, I've always been a guy that's been uh, a part – well, I've been a part of teams. I prefer to be under the radar. So, I don't mind it at all. I think we all – most of the guys on the team would agree. Um, you know, you guys can focus on those top teams, but – you know, we, we like to fly under the radar and handle our business and not have to be in the media and, and talk about it. So I'm used to it. Um, it's, it's always been a preference for me. Uh, so I'm not worried about it. I don't think most of the guys on our team really care. Uh, but we know we have business to handle. And it starts with, you know, playing Washington. And if we don't skip any steps, we focus on them. We're not looking at second round or third round. We're looking at Washington and, and game one on Sunday. So um, focus on them, and then we see what comes next after that. DG, I, I, I completely I get you. One game at a time, and obviously Washington is a formidable opponent. Nobody is knocking Russell Westbrook or Bradley Bill. But I'm curious that when the playoff seedings actually were set, did you happen to glance and see that the Nets and the Bucks have to battle each other before they would potentially meet you guys? Yeah. Um, we saw, I mean, as a basketball fan, I'm not just a player, I'm a fan, so I like watching the game as well. I watch the playing games. I watch the West Coast series. Um, even though a lot of those teams may not, may not play. Uh, but it's all interesting. These are things that we discuss in the locker room you know, daily. Every time we see each other, you, know, you see what happens here. Well, I think it's going to be an f- interesting, fun series if that they match up in the second round for us to watch and be able to prepare for those teams um, if we make it that far. But it's one day at a time for Washington. But it's a, as a fan of basketball, I think the league and a lot of the fans um, that are watching the game right now are enjoying the playing games. They're enjoying the, the matchups. That um, Milwaukee-Miami, I believe, is a good matchup as well. But, you know, seeing those two teams, if they make it to the second round battle each other, uh, is only great for the league and great for the, for the playoffs. DG, you're such a vet. I love that you said if we make it that far. I love you didn't say when we make it that far. See, you're a seasoned veteran, man. Yeah. You've been around the block. You get it. No bulletin board. Yeah, let me ask you, as a guy that just won a championship the year before with the Lakers, um, what, do you, what do you see? What do, what do you see with the Lakers when you watch them play? Uh, could, could, they, could they come out of the Western Conference? Of course, man, they have the talent. They always have, uh, when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you have the, the pieces you need. And they surround themselves with some pretty good guys as well. But, you know, Dennis Schroeder, Montrezl Harrell, Andre Drummond. Um, so those guys are really good pieces to have. KCB's having an unbelievable year. Alex Crusoe's playing well. Um, I, I just see that they're they're still trying to find that rhythm. Obviously, it's a bad part of the season to find that rhythm. They've had some unfortunate injuries and issues uh, when it comes to safety protocols and guys being hurt at the end of the season. Um, and I've seen, you know, certain matches they have, but um, once they build momentum, they could easily build momentum in that first round, you know, playing against Phoenix. And by the time they get to that second or third round, um, 
I said, if I was the Clippers, I would want to face them earlier while they're not in rhythm and, I would say, not out of shape. But, you know, it's taking a lot of guys to get their legs under them uh, right now because they're coming back from injury. Uh, so, like I said, those teams that are facing the early rounds might have a shot, chance of sneaking. But once they gain momentum, it's going to be a lot tougher challenge to beat them if they make it to that, you know, Western Conference Finals. Danny Green joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Sixers guard and the Danny Green NBA Championship ring NFT is powered by Portal, talking about rings, he's got three of them, and you're actually looking to go for three straight rings. But I know all he wants to talk about is the one you got last year with the Lakers. Well, that's not true, but since you brought it up, you said you was watching the West Coast games, Danny. What did you make of, I changed his name from LeBron to the I, <laughs> hitting that big shot on Steph Curry, knowing that he was looking at the middle basket instead of the ones on the left and the right? I mean, obviously, some of the, the comments are funny, man. Some of the statements. So he's great. You know, he's known to make, uh, make big shots like that. And um, a lot of us joked about, you know, his percentages go up the further he moves away from the three-point line. Because uh, in practice, in that four-point line, he actually shoots it better. Maybe because he's such a big body and so strong that it's not that far, that far from, not that hard from to get or reach the rim uh, from that distance. So, but as a, as a great player, he's, he's always known to make big shots. As, as, more impressive that he did it that he said he couldn't see. Um, a lot of guys are messing with him because they think he was acting and you know, they like some of the, the, the <laughs> he, statements and stuff. But, he was? Um, you know, I, I believe he was hurt. I believe he couldn't you know, see as clear as he would like to. Uh, but said he's a great player. and That rhythm, if he's going to find the room, he's going to find a way to make big plays, whether it was that shot or defensive play or a basket somewhere else down the stretch, he was going to make that play happen for their team to win and then get that seed. You've been on three championship teams and have won three. How does this team that you're on right now compare to some of those teams? Um, I, I think there's a lot of similarities and some differences. I think the differences were a little bit younger uh, than the teams that I've been on before. Uh, I think the similarities, I think we have the depth. We have, you know, the big three that we need, you know, the superstars that can get it done, uh, MVP caliber player, Joel Embiid, uh, Ben that can push the pace and change the game defensively, Tobias that has been an ultimate warrior for us on both ends of the floor uh, this year, scoring uh, consistently and making big plays down the stretch in the clutch and defensively stepping his game up. And we have the veterans that we need with Dwight Howard, George Hills coming aboard now and helping our young guys understand what we need. You know, Shake Millen and Furcon coming to the bench and Matisse being a defensive factor as well. I think the depth is going to help us a lot, and that's what I see in similarities. Um, but, you know, we have to take it one game at a time, one step at a time, and hopefully, uh, you know, build the momentum that I was talking about. And, 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 you know, by the time we get to where we want to be, where we take it one game at a time, but if we continue to win, by the time we get to where we need to be, we're prepared for you know playing against those big matchups. Danny, if I were to tell you these three names, and I need you to rank these names as it relates to who the MVP is, but I need a ranking from one to three from you. Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, and Joel Embiid. You know, I'm, I'm biased, man. I know. I it's okay. Be biased Joel. and tell me why. I, I want to hear but two and three, though. Not a non-biased opinion, um, I think the only thing that hurt Joel is that he missed so many games. I'm going to go with Jokic because he played probably more games. But, you know, Joel, I'm going to fight for my guy. We're number one seed. I'm going to say Joel Embiid. Um, and he's led us. He's led the charge throughout the whole year. He's put up unbelievable numbers. Uh, that him and Jokic, I think, uh, I said the only reason I would give it to Jokic over him is because of more games. But I think Joel is the MVP of the league. Steph has done an unbelievable job of bringing that team uh, to a playoff contender um, when people thought they were going to have another flop year and be in lottery uh, talks. Uh, but he's playing unbelievable level. Uh, so I would have to put – I would say Steph just got into the conversation because he's always been in the conversation from my perspective. Uh, but I just said I had to go with the higher-seeded teams that have won more 
And, and I think Jokic has done a great job also with Jamal, Hur- Jamal Murray being out and being hurt. Uh, but that's my MVP for me, Joel Embiid, then Jokic, then Steph. Danny, always great to talk to you, my man. Good luck. It'd be great to see you get three in a row, too. That'd be fantastic. Not bad for a kid from Long Island. Good luck, DG. Not too shabby. I appreciate you guys, man. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Appreciate right, Danny. it. Danny Green, NBA championship ring. NFT awesome. is powered by we. Portal. This we is see, And here's an example, by the way, when people say about a guy, that's his resume, he'll be in media. Oh, yeah. Fantastic but takes, even right? Even the way he answered that question. Like, yeah. he was like, oh, look, I'll, I'll, I will not be biased. Why, why would he be in media? Well, after his he career? He didn't go to school for it. He, he's <laughs> he a basketball right player. It's an example. Why would he just be, be slid into the analyst. position? It's ridiculous. It's privilege. Makes no sense it at makes, all. It makes great He did not go to Northwestern, and he did not he go to, to journalism UNC. school. He didn't go to journalism class. Yep. He doesn't deserve he an doesn't opportunity. He doesn't deserve an I opportunity. I think he's perfect for it. I think he's going to be great. <laughs> Once he's finally done with his career, but think about it, he could win three straight rings it's with ridiculous. three different he franchises. He would be taking That's great. a seat from people How that you? have worked Work so hard off. off Can I shout college. out my son, Zach, graduating so from the tax school tomorrow? Congrats. Congrats. Love you, Zach. Congrats, Alan. Congratulations, Congratulations to you. Congratulations. Have a great weekend. Thank you.